1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
1: Oh, what's going
0: on, Bleeding Green Nation? Good afternoon, everybody. It is a beautiful, uh, somewhat cold Saturday afternoon. It is BGN Radio. John Barchard, Brandon Lee Gowton, editor-in-chief of BleedingGreenNation.com. And once again, Mr. Trey Thomas joins us. How are you doing, bud? I am fantastic. Uh, The weather's going to be really weird here in a little bit, by the way. Tuesday, it's supposed to be like 71 uh, it's it's all over the place, much like my brain is because I don't know how to handle the Eagles winning the Super Bowl and then moving on to the next phase because we've never experienced that before, here, fellas. And I'm I think that's most of where we're going to start our conversation today. Love you to join us ninety seven two nine ninety four ninety four. We're also going to play uh, a little later on in the program over analyze the soundbite, which is one of my favorite things to do in the off season uh, because you know everybody's on vacation, the combine is uh, is a couple of weeks away, and there's a little bit of a dead zone here, but. Uh, you know, BLG, I'm going to start with you because I'm not exactly sure what's next for this for this football team. And when we try to look at, okay, how do they get back there? What's what's going to be the the driving force that does? it's not a lot of things that come to mind. I mean, sure, there's going to be salary cap issues where we've uh, talked about that at a length this week, and uh, what what they're going to have to end up doing with. Paying uh, Brandon Graham, and uh, they've given a little bonus to Stephen Wisniewski this morning, or at least it looks like, with the incentives of
3: uh, $250,000.
0: Uh,
3: what And is going to get this team back to the Super Bowl? Well, first of all, I do want to point out, and I think I'm going to say this at the beginning of every show or podcast that we do now, that the Eagles <laughs> did win the Super Bowl. So it's true. I just, yes! just want to remind everyone of that. because <laughs> has sunk in. You don't want to take that for granted, but to get back there... Which is again a great conversation to be having. I think it has to start with Carson Wentz, and that's not something like you have to do. Obviously, in terms of making a roster move or like you know drafting another. I mean, it's just hoping that he can get back fully in his rehab. I mean, maybe that becomes the conversation of all right. How are you going to manage the quarterback position? We've talked about trade Nick Foles. Don't trade Nick Foles at length already. We will continue to talk about it all. Yeah, that's that's at least
0: a six month conversation. It's it's
3: at least a six month conversation. (laughs) So, it's going to be interesting to see, because that's the thing. Like, he is the impetus of why this team, like, got, I mean, not because they, they won Super Obviously, he wasn't there for the playoffs, but he got them the division. Like, they won the division in that Rams game. And I know Foles came in and finished that game off, but he put them in such good position that all Nick Foles had to do was come in. And beat the Giants who weren't any good and beat the Raiders who also weren't very good. And then you had the number one seed locked up. So like he put them in that great position. And then that's the big question. Is he gonna be ready for week one? All signs seems to the point that he will be, but you don't know for sure. You know, he's coming off that ACL and there's uncertainty. So to me, it's really kind of just hoping that, I mean, you're going to make those moves around it. You need a linebacker. You need, you know, more depth at certain positions. Running back is a a whole mishmash of like, what's going to happen there? So there's a lot of things to be figured out, but it doesn't, none of that matters if the centerpiece isn't in place. And going from, you know, last year at this time, when we were starting from the draft and the the
0: corners were the largest part of the discussion, and now there's, too many of them. Uh, and, and who knows how many good ones that are going to come out of this, but certainly Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas, you're looking forward to their second years. Trey, is it as simple as saying as long as Carson Wentz stays healthy, they're going to have a really good shot of getting back to the Super Bowl this oh, year? Oh,
4: definitely. I think this team is definitely uh, stacked and talented enough to be able to make another run at this thing next year. You know, you have a lot of guys that are going to be coming back that will be healthy, that can fill in some depth. Um, but uh, you know, longest uh, you know, Wentz comes in ready to go, and and it's not gun shy, and you know, I think that this team will definitely have a chance to go back and uh, repeat. Yeah, for sure. And there's
0: there there's a lot of other different things that we're talking about here. You know, I, I think one of the things that have kind of uh, s- they still worked around it. And Obviously, I mean, they, again, they won the Super Bowl despite of it. They played a lot of the uh, big nickel. They played a lot of dime towards the end. You had. Yeah. LRB sticking in there you had Najee Good sticking in there is is that where you would focus your entire you know if you're pointing at one thing that is a need it's probably making sure that you have a guy to back up Bradham and Hicks that's that's a little more younger
4: definitely you know I think the linebacker situation is definitely something that's going to have to be addressed in this draft you know even though with Bradham you know you heard Schwartz say that you know the communication part is definitely improved Where he could go out there and get the calls, receive the information, get everybody in place, and then also go out and make plays, which a lot of people, you know, that middle linebacker is like the quarterback of the defense. He's the one that's getting all the information, getting the calls, and has to relay it all, you know. And then you get, you know, uh, uh, then now you have Jenkins that's back there that's getting the secondary going. But, you know, that middle linebacker is extremely important, making sure the defensive line is shaded right, you know. And then now, all right, let me get my mindset to be able to go out and make a play. So, you know, I think that's really important, and you're going to need to find some talent there to even if you bring in some extra guys to just kind of firm it up and and give you some depth.
3: So you're talking about linebacker here. I mean, look at this. Malcolm Jenkins, this is an interesting stat that I saw today from Pro Football Focus. Malcolm Jenkins lined up during the 2017 season. 42% of his snaps were at linebacker because he had to play that because, you know, the Eagles, they went without Jordan Hicks, and they needed guys in there. So that's definitely one of the top priorities. That might be one of Howie Roseman's best signings ever.
0: Like, you know, and that was, that was when you were coaching there too. That was that year that you stepped in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, So it was, I mean, to have a guy that can be that versatile and granted, I don't think he's in a lot of the Earl Thomas's type of conversation when you're talking about top safeties or Mm -hmm. Barry or anything like that. But I've, man, I mean, uh, to steal away that from him from the saints, like they did Mm -hmm. uh, and to be able to provide that and just anchor that down is, is a huge, huge deal. And, and that's what, um, you know, a, a lot of people that I think we've talked to this week just assume that if this team stays together, it'll be fine. Like it's yeah. it's great as it's, it's already constructed, but yeah. you know that's one of those uh, holes that is that is probably going to would affect them going into next year. It also showed me how really great this defensive line is. You yeah. know, if you can get away with that, that's that's awesome. If you can have Jalen Mills, uh, who has really stepped up into his role, uh, uh, Ronald Darby, who's kind of been back and forth a little bit, but certainly was a welcome addition this year. Hmm. If if that can just be a little bit better, then you're going to start to see uh, top five defense, top five offense. Then then you can get really excited about that D word, that dynasty word. Like getting back yeah. to you know, there's only yeah. seven teams in the NFL that have done it. So it's uh, that have gone back to back here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do think that they're on the way to being special, though.
4: Definitely, you know, because I mean, they they have talent all across the board. And, uh, you know, this offensive line definitely stepped up their game. Like you said earlier, the defensive line has really been playing extremely well, you know, um, you know especially when it's shutting down the run. I would like to see more sacks um, coming from uh, production. But, it, you know, it, it's still the same when you're getting pressure and the quarterback is constantly harassed you know, that that plays big dividends into it as well. So I think that, you know, it, it's just all around this team. is just stacked, man. You know, you just want everybody to come in focused and ready to go and not have that Super Bowl haze on, over their eyes and just Which there like, might be some. Well, it might, there might <laughs> be some, you know, because you're going to take a little bit extra time during the offseason to kind of enjoy yourself. But, you know, think that, guys, this team I think is focused enough and disciplined enough to – take this off season extremely seriously so that they know that they're, they have a special group around them to come back and have a chance at repeating this thing. I
0: and mean, like you said, there's uh there are guys that are on IR that are considered an all pro team <laughs> being there. You're going to, I would assume BLG that they're going to be okay with writing a, a, a big V and also uh, just, uh you know, allowing Jason Peters to kind of make a decision on whatever he really wants to do. Maybe they work with him on his contract. I think for another year, they can get away with that.
3: I think that's what they're planning to do. Yeah. And you saw Doug Peterson say just, you know, the last, his last press conference of the year, he said that, gun to my head, Jason Peters is my left tackle. He came out and he said that. And we all know what kind of respect JP has in that organization, in that locker room. Like, they're not cutting or just trading that guy. I, I no. can't see that. Maybe they try to, you know, try to work on something with the contract just to make it easier for the team as a whole to win more. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I think they absolutely... Playing on having Jason Peters at left tackle. They I'm sure they feel really good about Big V after the the Super Bowl run. And, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone talks about his game against Everson Griffin. But I mean, I still think offensive tackle is a huge need for the team because JP turned thirty-six in January. Like this could be his last year. You don't know for sure. And then let's just, you know, put aside the fact that you know Big V we we know he can be a solid replacement for him but then you know it, god forbid something happens to him at that point or Lane Johnson I mean who's filling in this year it was Will Beatty they signed him off the street which I mean he, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly he, he struggled and before yeah. that it was Taylor Hart who yeah. you know who they, who they playing, just who, brought back who was a defensive tackle so they definitely yeah. need more depth at that spot regardless of what happens with Jason Peters. And
0: I got to tell you, it's a fantastic... I mean, like, I'm still way behind on on looking at guys, but it is a fantastic class, uh, class for uh, offensive line depth. So 888-729-9494, if you want to get in. If you have questions for Trey, we're actually going to do uh, story time with Trey. Oh, in the story time. In, two, in the 2 <laughs> o'clock hour, which I'm looking forward to. Let's start things off with Joe uh, on a cell. What's up, Joe? Uh, yo, Joe. Right, we we'll put you on hold. We'll go to Dave in uh, Springfield. What's up, Dave? <laughs> Hey, guys, how you doing? Doing great, man. Doing good. I uh, wanted to uh, just weigh in on um,
5: on Carson Wentz. My son uh, is a Division one basketball player, and he went through the same ACL, LCL um, rehab about two years ago. And from beginning to end to where they felt as though that he was a 100% was right around 10 months after the surgery.
6: Mm -hmm.
5: Now, what I learned was that there's two factors that, uh, come into play here. First of all, your tolerance for pain. And then the second one is that mental aspect of when you finally let it go, where it becomes natural again. And yeah, when you're not thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, uh, Carson Wentz does seem to be mentally tough and I think he'll, he'll do well. And, um, you know, so I don't, I don't have any, any problems thinking that, that he might, you know, maybe miss a game or two, but, um, but yeah, I mean it, it, it's, uh, what I saw him go through and he's a tough kid, my son. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, just, it, took, it just took, it took him
0: in a little, yeah. And I, and I think that's true of a, of a lot of things there, Dave. And I, I, uh, appreciate the call. I, I think that's only natural, you know. Even and I'm certainly not comparing skill sets, but the the difference is even between like a Sam Bradford, who feels like he was uh, had an ACL tear every week of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, had said the same things Your before boy. in the past. Yeah, my boy, <laughs> Sam Bradford uh, was always thinking about that during the rehab process. You're not thinking about football a lot of the time and mm-hmm. where where that's going to be, but. I don't know. I, I think we've, uh, we've tend to, sca- we've scared ourselves into Carson Wentz will definitely not be here for week one or week two, or, you know, there's going to be a four, at least four or five weeks into the season before he's himself or whatever. That all might be true, uh, but I, I feel like he's, he's steadily progressed along. And I, I don't know, Trey, how, have you ever dealt with, with
4: something as, as bad as ACL, MCL, anything no, like no, that? No, not me. I wore yeah. knee braces. I was a big Don <laughs> Joy guy. You know, I, I even practiced with knee braces on. I didn't play around, you know, um, uh, The most I've ever had was like a little meniscus tear. You know, they just go in, scope, and clean that out. Nothing serious. But um, I agree. You know, it's going to have to be a pain threshold thing. He's going to have to have confidence in his knee. But I think, you know, playing quarterback, taking the licks that he took over that, over those couple years, I mean, I think his pr- pain threshold is pretty good. I don't yeah, think definitely. that's something that yeah. I'm concerned about. I mean, he
0: threw a touchdown while he tore yeah. his ACL.
4: I think that his pain threshold is right where it needs to be. I'm not worried about that. I think the only thing is that, you know, the confidence in just being able to stand in that pocket when you have guys flying around your knees, you know, because definitely coming off of this surgery, he's going to have to be a Don Joy guy now. So that's definitely something he's gonna to have to have, and most athletic players hate having Don Joy's on for whatever reason. I don't yeah. know. I I always like having a. I don't even know what they wear now if it's Don Joy or not, but it's those big bulky braces. braces. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, but um, that's definitely something that he's gonna probably have to wear from here on out. You know, just so you can keep that protected, even if it's a peace of mind thing. You know, to just had that protection. Safety but, blanket, yeah, yeah. just a safety blanket. It's just like those guys that get hit in the face for basketball and then they wear the mask all year round, you yeah. know? So it's just one of those things that he's just going to have to be protective and just be com- comfortable with playing with it. And it's amazing to me, BLG, that like we
0: I, – I think – and obviously for, for the right reasons – we've forgotten a lot about what Carson Wentz has been able to do this season. Uh, and I, I think there's been a good refresher. Listen, Nick Foles is 100% responsible for, he was the QB. He played his butt off. He's going to get all the credit for it. Uh, at the same time, I don't think Carson Wentz is reckless. I don't think Carson Wentz is, isn't a good pocket passer. These are some of the things that are starting to happen in the off season. Even if you lost a little bit of your mobility, it's, he's still a big body. He's still going to be able to, you know, to, to shuffle and make guys miss. That's how the season basically started was situational football and the scramble drill, avoiding it and throwing it downfield to Nelson Aguilar for a touchdown. I don't think any of that playmaking ability is going to suddenly go
3: away. Yeah. And I mean, if you're looking to compare him and I know you didn't ask this, like to Nick Foles, like, what's the difference? I mean, like it's just so obvious when you watch Carson play, he can exceed outside of structure so well. Like it's like no one or very few other players can. And that's what truly makes him special. And yeah, so that's gonna be a concern. We'll see how he, he does coming back from that. But I, I do think that gets kinda of lost and forgotten about. And if you're if you are somehow one of these people who are having this debate of or saying that, well, Carson and Foles aren't even all that different. I mean, like, come on, what are we doing here? Like <laughs> like Nick Foles isn't doing anything like outside of the structure of the offense like oh my gosh how did he do that Like he's executing the offense and to his credit he did it really well not trying to take anything away from him but it's excessively well it's not even he did and it's just not the same though it's not even it's not comparable it's not it's not debatable it's not like you know it's kind of close here um where was your original point? Well, I, no, no, I, I just, I, I just, I, I just think, went on it. Yeah, I just, I had to get that I don't out. think his playmaking ability
0: is, is going anywhere, yeah. regardless if he even oh. loses a little bit of yeah, mobility. Another
3: thing I want to say about Carson real quick was just the fact that he is this freak, like he's a freak athlete and a, like just how JP is. And that's part of why the Eagles count on Jason Peters in this age year after year. It's because they feel like he's not your average tackle who like, you know, some of these older guys. They get up there and then they just they don't have it anymore. Like, yeah. He's a special case, and I think Carson's kind of in that same boat. I know a lot of people always point back to Adrian Peterson, like when he had the ACL and he came back like way quicker than everyone thought, and that's that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. But if there was a freak athlete who could be like that, maybe it is Carson.
4: Yeah, I think, and then too, you look at Nick Foles, and yeah, it's hard to say that I don't, either way. They're they're totally different atmospheres. That you know, different players. But Foles made a couple good throws on the run. He extended the play a oh, little yeah. bit sometimes, you know. But you you can't expect for Foles. It's like you know what I'm going to tuck this ball up and let's go make some make a run on make a play with his feet. You know that's yeah. not his game. You know. But um, in fact, he did the anti of that in that uh, what was that the the Raiders
0: game right? It was like yeah. a third and four, and there was two or three yards in front of him. He's like, no, I'm just going to throw the ball. Yeah, just get rid of this. You know, But <laughs>
4: <Yeah. laughs> you know, but, uh, you know it's, it, it. I think that you just don't want to rush Wentz back. Give him time. Let him have time. That's why I say brain folds back and just give him time to get wherever he needs to get to come back to lead this team. Because I don't want, I don't need uh, Wentz to get out there and he's concerned about his knees. And that's why you, you know, even with uh, possibly with Jason Peters coming back, because you want a firm up protection to make him comfortable when he comes back because you don't need guys flying around and he has to feel like he has to run for his life yeah. when he's uh, coming back off of this injury.
0: 888-729-9494. Let's go to Brian in Delaware. What's up, Brian?
7: Hey, good afternoon, guys. Great show as usual. Appreciate it, pal. All right. Oh, yeah, no problem. And uh, Trey, I've always been a big fan of you, my brother. So, Thank you. Yeah, keep up the great work. Hey, listen, man, I'm 50 years old, so I've watched a lot of Eagles games, and uh, obviously I'm enjoying the uh, – I'm on the high from this win – but, you know, moving forward, I think we can't take things for granted. You know, like Carson Wentz, yes, he won the 11 games. You know, there are a lot of great quarterbacks who never won a Super Bowl. Marino, all right? Uh, Peyton Manning, although he won two, one of the Super Bowls, he's pretty much insignificant. Aaron Rodgers, as great as he's been, he's only been to one Super Bowl. So the point is this. You know, Carson Wentz, i got to see him play a playoff game. Yes, he's a, oh, a sure. Of,
6: Brian, you, Brian, you r-
0: real quick, though, shouldn't it be that's how hard it is to win a Super Bowl, even <laughs> if you have the talented quarterbacks <laughs> like that? Not like, well, they're not as good because they didn't win a Super Bowl ring. Oh,
7: oh no. Yeah, no, oh, absolutely. I agree. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Carson, but I mean, you look at the career even the McNabb had. Okay, Mm -hmm. you know, you can win a lot of regular season games. And Donovan, I mean, obviously had success in the playoffs. He won nine playoff games. So what I'm saying to you, there's going to be a level of pressure on Carson because if they get back to the playoffs next season, like we hope they will, you know, he, he has to play well. If you look at a player like Matt Ryan, for many years, he's had great regular seasons, but then he came up small in the playoffs. And then when he got to the Super Bowl, he has a great first half, and the second half he doesn't step up. So you know what Nick Foles did. What's his story? And it's not to be assumed that oh yeah Carson's going to get there and win it. I got to see it happen, and I agree
0: well, with that. Well, yeah, Rose. and 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 Brian, it's it's not. And I appreciate it. we're just up against the break here. Uh, we'll get into that too because I listen. There there is a lot of different factors that go in uh around this team and the reason to get back there. And I certainly think uh, Carson may have the pressure, but he's putting it. On himself. Plus, we'll, we'll play Over Analyze the Soundbite. Speaking to Nick Foles, it's all coming up next. It's BGN Radio. Trey Thomas, Brandon Lee Gouton, John Barchard, all right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, it is BGN Radio up until uh, 3 o'clock. Trey Thomas joining us this afternoon. Uh, Brandon Lee Gouton, I'm John Barchard. all here with you, and certainly. Uh, dealing with uh, with Carson Wentz in, in the in the back and forth of that. And that's, you know, the previous caller before we went to break is just like, you know, there's a lot of great quarterbacks who never win Super Bowls, and that's still kind of my, my sticking point here. It's like, yeah, uh, I, I do believe Carson Wentz is going to be in that category in the next couple of years here if he's not already in some people's minds. I think his own pressure wants to get him back. I think that's a humongous factor into next season. It's not only is he going to be okay uh, physically or it ma- needs to make sure that he's going to be you know on on his game but the chip on his shoulder more or less to once again not only prove to NFL draft twitter who felt like we were battling all of last year now it seems like his own fan base is questioning whether or not uh, he has what it takes to go in a Super Bowl,
4: which huh. I don't think is a is a majority opinion. But uh, I don't know if we'll go that far saying his fan base. I don't know, man. I, you know, it sounds like it. Yeah, mean, everybody's like, all right, get rid of Wince. No, yeah. man, you can't do that. You know, I think that he definitely wants to prove to himself. That he's good enough to go out there and make that. I mean, every player that was injured right there on that was on that sideline has that same thought in their mind, like, you know what, I wanna get myself healthy so I can get back and go and win a Super Bowl. Because it's just a little different. You know, it's it's easy to say, all right, well I was hurt, I have my ring, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. But if you have any ounce of just gladiator in you, mm-hmm. you wanna go out there and go win it yourself. And I think that that's why you see these guys out there putting in work. They're posting videos yeah. of themselves and they're doing ropes and all of this stuff right now. Yeah, because they're and ready Knicks, to go. Everybody, they yeah. want to get back and go and win that thing themselves. Because I mean, that's what you want to do. If you, I mean, any ounce of gladiator in you, you know, that's that's just what I think. I know I would want to do it. Yeah,
3: I think the, the thing with Carson is that he is hungry. I mean, you could tell like. When he was handing off that Lombardi to Foles, like he was happy yeah. for Nick, but like at the same time you could just like, like you know you are like come on like <laughs> I, I want to be there and and I think that's what it is. I think Carson and I think part of the thing that is people are being like, well, is the the gap even that big between Carson and Nick yes! Foles? <laughs> yes, it is. It is. And I I saw someone say they Nick Foles was elite and it's just like getting out of hand and and I think, someone <laughs> compared him to Steve Young yesterday. Yeah, oh man, it's ridiculous. And I think part of it is because. We are so involved in recency bias in this culture and just like in just the the state of today. It's just like, well, this guy just did this thing more recently, so it's better. Like, that's kind of what happens. And I think we like at the time, you know, just think about even having the conversation. And I know things change to, to, to change the conversation, but just imagine even saying that, Nick Foles and Carson Wentz might be comparable at the time before Carson gets hurt. Like that's not even like <laughs> no. uh, people laugh at <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, like that's not, So just it's crazy how it's kind of gotten to this point here. And I think I think Carson hears that. You know, I think he and it's not like he wants to go out and prove like that he's better than Nick Foles. Like I don't think he doesn't need to. That's yeah. like yeah. not his motivating factor. But I think he is hearing that. You know, people kind of are doubting him again, and I think that kind of fuels him. I think that helped at least fuel him in part this year because he's had that doubt throughout his career and this year he was on his way to prove a lot of people wrong and i think he already did getting to the point where he was before he got hurt but there's still a lot of work to be done 888 729 if you want to get in let's go to
0: terry in Delaware. what's up terry
8: hey guys uh happy saturday nice cold day be on the radio listening y- yes uh, yes private. thanks uh hey, thanks th- for thanks tuning for the in topic and Thanks for the thoughts. And, and, what you know, I was kind of thinking of this and watching this season a little more than others and kind of looking at it, the instinct and who they've got, and they're so lucky to have the pair they've got, right? What a problem. Hmm. But I kind of looked at the season as, hey, there's no question Carson got us there and, and Nick helped keep us there, you know? That's that's kind of the way I saw it, and they're very different guys. Um, I couldn't do either. And you got to play a little bit safe. you got to play wise. But the, the thought I was also having is that, what really helped ice me to remember that Nick really could do a good bit was I still think it – we saw last year or the year before there was a certain quarterback for another team that was scared to touch a fumble, right? Just just cowered back. I'm not going to say who it was.
9: Cam you talking with fun. Cam Newton? <laughs> say his name. Come
4: on. Man. Say, say his He's name. Scared. Don't call up here and get all shy. Yeah. Say his ding, name. Ding, ding, ding. We got a winner. Ding, ding, ding. But anyway, he's in the I, room listening was, to us. So yeah, <laughs> no, that's
8: good, man. You're, so you're with me. I'm not. Isn't Isn't is recorded? I appreciate it, guys. But anyway, um, but I think it was. I said this earlier in the season. I think it was third and one in the Atlanta game on the goal line, and there was a fumble. Scooped it up. It's, y- yeah, it was a touchdown. It turned into a what? touchdown. Well, well, yeah, he saved it. He saved the ball by jumping on a third, right? And in fourth and one, I think they went for it. Yeah. But just the instinct that Nick had just to dive on that ball, get crushed, and I'm like going – Guys, give this guy a break. I mean, this guy's decent. It's, it's a damn good thing he's our ba- Whoops! It's a good thing he's our backup, you
0: know? No, you can say yeah. damn on the air. It's, a, it's allowed.
8: Damn is good. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can
0: say Cam Newton, and you can say damn. So we've clarified <laughs> that today.
4: Yeah.
8: Okay. It's, it's not a George Carlin? It's not a George Carlin? No, player. no, it
0: doesn't make that category. Uh, yeah. No, anyway. So what, what was your overall point in there, Terry, with, with that?
8: Well, just that you've got two good guys. What a great problem it is to oh, have this Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. And, and listen, Terry, there's nothing wrong with I, 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 honestly, I've, I've had the debate a long time, and, and we're gonna have and look at a bunch of different things regarding like salary cap. Like I said, they were, they gave a little bonus to Stephen Wisniewski. I still think you need to make Brandon Graham happy uh, because if anyone deserves money on this team, it's that guy because yeah. he's soldiered through a lot of crap. I mean, yeah. every, everything that you could think of, position switches, uh, different, different coaches. Uh, tr- you know, uh, Trey was there for, yeah. for part of that too, and you're just going like, man, this, this. Guy has done everything that you've asked him to do for the most part. He's kept his mouth shut on anything selfishly that he would want. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, if that means you got to give up Nick Foles to to make Brandon Graham happy, I'd be okay with it. It's not a one to one comparison, Whoa. but I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm if, if, if I'm if I'm talking about luxury and things like that, I want to make Brandon Graham
4: happy. Yeah, I, and I think I agree
0: you can do it. both, by the way. But, yeah, yeah. And,
4: I, and I think you should make BG happy. I mean, he has put in the work, and he sat quietly and watched everybody else around him eat. You know, you have Jernigan get his yeah. contract, Cox get his contract, Curry get his contract and he's just been sitting there yeah yeah, you know so he's just been sitting back waiting you know being a good team guy being a good uh, leader out there on the field putting in the work because I remember you know BG had a rap for a little bit of not putting in the extra work but this year since he's progressed through his career he's definitely become more of a student of the game and is doing all of the right stuff in the weight room doing everything that he needs to do to make sure that he's prepared to go out there and battle and I mean you look at his stats and you look at his numbers you know nine and a half sacks he had 19 QB hits, you know, mm-hmm. 47 tackles, you know, 40 of the, 20 of them were solo. So I mean, this guy were back in the backfield. So you know, he had a a, a, a solid a very good year, you know, and I think that he definitely should have made the Pro Bowl this oh, year, yeah. but just because he didn't yeah. have the sack numbers, you know, they kept him out of it, but he was definitely a force to be reckoned with out down that field.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to play uh our one of our new favorite games actually right now. It is called Overanalyze the Soundbite. Let's over analyze a soundbite. Dateline, February 16th, late night on the Jimmy Kimmel Show. Nick Foles finally answers, does he want to remain a backup quarterback? You can never be a backup quarterback again. I mean, not until you're old and broken down, right? I mean, you have to be a starter. You must, you have to be. You're the Super Bowl MVP.
9: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a question that everyone wants to know. And the thing I look forward to, the season's a long season. The family, you know, my wife, we have an eight-month-old daughter Lily um you know they they sacrifice throughout the year because you know it's a seven day a week job we're in the city, yeah, right. come back late so uh right now it's just focusing on being a husband and a father to the best of my ability and just this is a time I really look forward to and then with you know the that part of football we love Philly um you know that stuff's out of my control we have agents that handle all that but we love Philly we love the situation and we'll worry about it when that time comes now
0: let's over analyze the soundbite Trey, as a former player, if you're going and saying, oh, I love Philly, I want to be here, but the agents handle all that stuff. What does that really mean? That no, you what's... love
4: Philly, and <laughs> you know, I'm going to let my agent handle my work. You know, you know.
0: There's nothing behind
4: that nah, at all? Nah, I, I, anyway, because you, you just wanted to defer everything to your agent anyway. But I think Nick Foles genuinely wants to be here in this city. He loves this area. I think that, you know, I don't know if, if he really wants that, Pressure of being the starting quarterback year all throughout yep. the year because that's a lot, and you know. So he's
0: not one of those gladiator types that you no, would no, I'm, not saying that, I'm
4: not saying that at all, you know. But I think that you know, he's definitely one of those guys because he's going to do whatever he needs to do to make sure that he's on the field and prepare and do everything. But it's just a little bit more extra pressure when you're that starting quarterback and also. Depending on the market that you're in, you mess around and have yeah. a bad game. Yeah, don't man. send him to Cleveland. And, uh, I, and
0: I think the organization owes that to him if that ever comes up again. Yeah. Uh, and he's probably going to, they're going to tell him whatever he wants to do, right? I mean, you like, mean, he's going to
3: tell, tell him.
4: Yeah, like, yeah, I think they give him the th- option. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, it's,
3: it's a rare circumstance where, I mean, usually teams aren't going to do that, right? They're not going to cater fully to the player. I mean, if they're getting a good pick, sorry, you're going there. Yeah. But it, it's in the case that, you know, like, look, he's the first Super Bowl Winning quarterback in franchise history with the team, he won Super Bowl MVP. Obviously, what he wants to do has to play a huge factor into what the Eagles do, and I think that's that's going to happen. To play devil's advocate here, to Trey, I think if you're if you're Nick Foles and you're in this position, I mean, he's never gotten like that big payday, you know, in the NFL, and part yeah. of that, you know, it comes with the pressure. And maybe you want that or not, it has to be decided and determined. I think there's a lot of Outside factors that could kind of influence Foles into wanting more because, you know, he has his wife there, he has a family, you know, he's, he's, and I know uh, his dad too is a restaurant owner and Larry Foles, and I think there's pressure there. He's a businessman. So I think he's going to have his dad's going to be in his ears like, look, Sonja. Which he also cashed in on, by the way. Yeah. He owns some of those restaurants as well. Yeah. Yeah. And this is your opportunity though. Like this is, you're never going to have more value than you are right now you're coming off the super bowl mvp so i think this is an opportunity for him to kind of cash in on that and look uh, you look at what mike lennon mike lennon got last year he got 18.5 million guaranteed for mike lennon who started a couple of games who hadn't done anything (laughs) and you're nick Foles. i think you get at least that and right now he's only making 7.6 this year so i think he can make at least like more than 10 million guaranteed It's just a matter of if he wants it or not.
4: And I think, you know, if you look at, and and I'm just throwing something out there. Sure. I'm thinking as a business owner, someone that's already been successful in business and has made a lot of money already, I think at a certain point, I I think if you ask any top guy, would your happiness be more valuable than your bank account? Oh, yeah. I agree Your possible making. Well, That's true of life, too. Absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, Nick Foles is at a point right now where he'll choose happiness, his family's comfort, over possibly having to uproot everything and go after, that, go after that big payday, especially when you have someone that's already a business-minded person that's going to use his money the right way to make more money. And it's already a lineage family thing that's going on that he's stepping into to kind of help push that along. And I, you know, I just think that he's at that point right now where he just wants to – he's good with being the backup quarterback. You're going to always be loved for the rest of your life here. You're going to have a statue.
0: Yeah. you, you, know, have to that's it, you I know. mean you can eliminate food off your budget because everybody's oh, yeah. going to go out every day. Yeah. Uh and on top of that, too, I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with making five, six million dollars yeah. a year for the yeah. next what, ten years as a backup quarterback.
4: We're an area where you're always gonna feel the love. You know, where yeah. you're always gonna be loved. And that's why like a lot of players, they we we don't move from here because, you know, I, I went away for like a year and I'm like, you know what, I got to get back up to Philly. Just because, you know, I'm like, hey, you just miss it. Yeah, it, yeah. it just it grows on you and, and you just yeah, so Shady, used Shady's to. Shady's heart was yeah, broken. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and I was like, man, well, they, they, I had to leave Philly. But, I, and, you know, when I came back, you know, you just right back in and you just feel that love. And the guys don't want to leave here, man. Yeah. I love it. Yes, yeah, a lot of players here that's retired, and You just make this home for you, especially if you play for the Eagles. Eight 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 seven
0: two nine ninety four ninety four. Still plenty to get into. Plus, uh, We got story time uh, with Trey coming up in the two o'clock hour. Your phone calls as well. Trey Thomas, Brandon League Out, and John Bartlett, all right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
2: This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
0: It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94, WIP, 888-729-9494. Trey Thomas in with us. Brandon out and I am John Barcher. You can follow us uh, on the Twitter.com at BGN underscore uh, radio. Let's go to uh, Tom in Downingtown. What's up, Tom?
10: Hey there, guys. Good show as always.
0: Thanks, Tom. Appreciate All that, right,
10: pal. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Nick Falls is here uh, next year through the season. I have... Wentz, there's no reason to bring Wentz back before the Jacksonville game over in London and the bye and stuff, you know, and that's like end of October, beginning of November. He's not going to play the preseason.
0: Why do you think think
10: that? Well, he's not going to play the preseason. Uh, That's number one. Sure. Number two, you know, just like Falls with his elbow, he was held down a preseason Eagles, you know, set their pattern. They're 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 conservative, rightly so. So, you know, uh, I would. What's the rush? You know, I I could see if he's healthy, and their their challenge. But with their offensive line and what they showed in the playoffs, not at the end of the season, but the playoffs, they you know they're gonna they're gonna play eight games. I think worst case they're five and three. They're probably going to be seven and one or even eight and zero. So that's the team. Bring them back in November. Let them get get hot. We all plan for them to be in the playoffs. That's number one. Also, positionally, the 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 uh, the cap hit isn't in the quarterback position. It's in O line.
3: Well, that's not fully true, Tom. I mean, like. Nick Foles is making 7.6 this year. You can trade him to save 5.2. I mean, like, that's a significant amount of money.
10: Yeah, but eventually Carson's going to get his...
3: Yeah, yeah it's, it's not... You're, I get you. It's not like crazy money in there. I'm just saying like there is savings to be had if you wanted to move on from Foles. And I think the thing here that I would argue against is that it's not necessarily... It doesn't have to be just Carson and Foles. I know that's crazy to a lot of people, but... And I know people laugh at me when I say this, but they like Nate Sudfeld. Like that's he's not a non-factor in this equation. Like he hasn't yeah. done I'm not saying like he's better than Nick Foles. I'm not saying he's this proven entity, but he's not just like a nobody. They protected him from being poached by the Colts who wanted to sign him for a reason. They really like him. If you read I don't know if you read it, but John Filippo, there was an interview with him. He was just gushing about yeah. Nate Sudfeld. And this was after the fact that he was off the team. So it's not even like he has anything. He's not like just praising his own player. I
10: got it. I so, got it. The quarterback position isn't where you're going. You got to plan for the long term. Uh, well, Tom, you know, and I
0: appreciate the call. There's just there's a lot to get into there. Uh, if we're talking about long term, that's why. Listen, uh, it's going to take a while. Like, I don't expect them to just suddenly move this before free agency uh, kicks in. There's a lot of different options at quarterback that you can go into, and certainly you would have to find, uh, again, the best deal for you with for a lot of different reasons. But if it does get in, into training camp, and there is a Bridgewater-type scenario, and you feel comfortable with what Nate Sudfeld has already shown you to have a cheaper option, there's a good offer on the table, Nick likes where he's going to try and go be a starter, Then I think you approach and have that conversation. I do think there is something that Nate Sudfeld has been protected and has been here no matter what we think about him, but it's about time that we start honestly trusting what the coaches are telling us because we all laughed when Doug Peterson said that this is a 1996 talent level of the Green Bay Packers. So, like, I listen when people say something like that, you know?
4: Yeah, and I think Sudfeld, you know, you see him out there. You know, the, 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 the few times that we saw him out there, he looks like he has a strong arm. Yeah. He's mobile. He can get out there and move around. Yep. He has some um a, a lot of positive qualities. as a as a young player, but uh, you know, I don't know. They, well, trust him, they, yeah. they trusted
3: him to be the backup yeah. like for the playoffs and the Super and Bowl And
0: to run. not sign a veteran and That's all that. That's what I mean. You know? Yeah. 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 And there's options for all, all of that too. And I, again, it's uh it's it's really in the position of I think of Nick Foles and the Eagles have a ton of power uh, uh along with any team that would come Come asking if that was ever uh the case there. Oh, let's go yeah. to Nick in Collegeville. Hey
2: what's up, Nick? How are you? Good, bud. Oh, enjoying the show. Appreciate John it, man. Barrett. Um my my thing is, what's the opposite of recent, recency bias? Hold on. Is, is, wait,
4: wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Who did you just say? <laughs> you say well, appreciate uh-oh. the show.
2: Uh oh, I said uh
4: You say Barrett and not Trey.
2: I said, yeah, I thought I said Brandon Brooks.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this is Trey.
2: It's this is Brandon. All right, there we go. All right, <laughs> okay, right. now, now, we're, now we're on the right, right. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Right. Now
4: we can take your question.
2: <laughs> Trey, I'm working on a home project, and uh, I had somebody in my ear as soon as he came on, I was like, oh, I shut the door and walked inside the house. <laughs> so I just, I could... It's all good. I think the opposite of recency bias is pigeonholing or stereotyping. I'm not in any way trying to compare Carson Wentz to Nick Foles. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say that he that that Carson Wentz wasn't going to win a Super Bowl under these circumstances. I know a few things that I saw. First of all, just about every single deep ball that Nick Foles threw was either caught or on the fingertips of every wide receiver. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. Carson has never done in college or his short professional career, he's got a lot of years. to Hold, grow on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did
0: we forget the first? I don't know, ten weeks of the season. <laughs> go, go, watch the Arizona Cardinals game again. That was all pinpoint on. Like there was a lot of deep throws that that Carson was able to okay. put on the money.
2: I, I'll go. I'll go back and look at that game. Yeah, Th- this is what I want to say. I think we're we're shortchanging what Nick is. So when his last year with Chip. I called 12 different times, WIP, and said, mm-hmm. get this dude, to back, the guy backtracking, throwing ducks up in the air and scared to death. Get him off our team because I can't stand him. Yeah, but, but what I've learned now is that under this type of coaching staff who tapered games to his talent, this guy, out, I think he played. He beat two exceptional coaches, the coach said at Atlanta and Bill Belichick, and the best defense in the National Fo- mm-hmm. Football League, which is Minnesota, and he beat the best coach who loves, with two weeks planning, shut down just about any other offense that he ever has seen. And this guy did nothing but beat every single blitz, every single zone coverage, every single man-to-man coverage, everything he saw, he looked so comfortable. So I'm not saying... This guy is the Nick Foles is top five quarterbacks, but he's top ten to twelve quarterbacks in the league right
4: Man. now. Man,
2: Nick, Nick,
0: Nick, <laughs> this is—I mean, we're—we're. We're <laughs> this, is, this is
3: insane. It's insanity. Honestly, I'm getting so frustrated. That's what the Super Bowl
0: brings. Yes, I listen. Yes, I, but it's it, it, it. I love it. Almost ruins the moment for me. It's just going no. like, no, Nick, Nick did something. So unbelievably great. No, everybody's great right now.
4: Everybody's great. Everybody's top 10. (laughs) Don't forget it. That's right. Everybody's number one. You're top 10 (laughs) trainer. That's (laughs) it. Everybody's top 10. My boy Troy is over there cleaning up over there. You
0: are the GOAT. If you beat the GOAT, you are the GOAT. You're the GOAT.
4: So Everybody right Highlander, now. Highlander, there
0: can only be one.
4: Security over at Novacare you're top 10, baby. <laughs> Everybody, we won the Super Bowl.
0: That's right. Uh, we won the Super Bowl. That's right. It belongs to all of us in the city, yes. but most Everybody's of all, top 10. Uh, yes. BLG's <laughs> top 10 QB. Yes. In the, we won in the blogging. Super Bowl. There you go. So, yes. uh We will uh, <laughs> get more into that and uh, especially talk about some of the, the salary cap issues and opportunity that they might may or may not have in the, uh, the off-season, and certainly take your phone calls. 888-729-9494. Thanks the most for producing the first hour. k Dog coming in. It is BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94. My man NRD. cutting
4: the grass, you're top
0: 10 too, baby! Good afternoon, everybody. John Barchard with you, along with uh, Brandon Lee and Trey Thomas. It is BGN Radio, right up until uh, 3 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, apparently, Nick Foles has ascended himself from Super Bowl MVP to top 10 QB uh in in the league and, and listen I get where everyone's coming from it's only we're only so far removed from the Super Bowl only a couple weeks and, really. and I still can't believe what Nick Foles did yeah uh, against the Vikings like a 38 to 7 no no one would have predicted any of that to go toe for toe with Tom Brady and shot for shot I, I just think a lot of get, it gets completely lost in like how well the offensive line was playing How good these running backs were able to kind of rotate in through Doug Peterson being able to come up with really creative, different Philly, Philly, Philly special stuff. And obviously, Nick Foles is there to say, hey, let's run this now. The confidence in his players that he had. There's a lot of different factors that went into being uh, successful, including Nick Foles balling out like crazy. So. Uh, oh, and it's not taking anything away from Nick either. No. Like uh, there's some amazing throws that he had, the, the flea flicker throw, the, uh, the the throws to Alshon Jeffrey, all, all of that. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I don't know. I This is, uh, is that's what going to, is that's what it is going to be to get this team back to the Super Bowls, hanging on to Nick Foles and being there in the first four or five games of the season. If it really comes to that, uh, that's what's going to put him over the top. And like, I don't know. I, I look ahead at, What's coming? And that's the draft. They have six picks. They need more capital. None on day two. Yeah, not on day two at all. Uh, mm-hmm. And like we said, there's offensive line depth needs. There is linebacker needs. And those are probably the, the great thing about it is, uh, and Brandon, I don't know if you get the sense either, I don't really care if they go 8-8 eight and eight next year. I really don't. Like, I'm so far good that it, it really, at the end of the day, I'm going to be fine no matter what happens. They won a Super Bowl. I think they get at least a year pass from me. <laughs> for now, I'm this in, in February, yeah. once we fast forward and be like, "Oh man, this team's a joke." Uh, but for right now, I, I'm I'm pretty much good with whatever they do.
3: You say that now, I think yeah. that's something that if they do go eight and eight, you can be like, "Well, we did win the Super Bowl last." Like that, you have that in the back of your mind, or be like, "Well, it's not all bad." But no, I mean, like, it's hard to say that because this team has a window right now, and because Carson's on his rookie deal. You, John, you were the one who talked about a lot. You know how you feel like you have to win that Super Bowl within the first five years or so. Yeah, they already did. That's what I mean. (laughs) But they did. But, but I mean, like you want more now, and because especially because you know that you have twenty out of twenty-two starters still under contract and still for a long time here. The guys are here, like they're locked up. If you get Carson Wentz back healthy, I mean, like this is it's not the same exact team because you lost Frank Reich, you lost John D. Filippo, you're going to lose some depth players like Trey Burton and Bo mm-hmm. Allen, guys like that. It's not going to be an identical team, but the key pieces are still in place. So it's like, why not make another run? Like, why can't yeah. they do well, it they again? Well, they certainly I mean, can. It's all the Patriots do yeah, it. yeah. So, like, why can't they be the new Patriots? Like, that's where the conversation – that's what Doug said. You know, we were talking about earlier in the show about how, like, you know, this team, they're kind of enjoying a little bit of the off season. But Doug, in his final press conference, in his final speech at the parade, even said, like – Guys, you got to get used to this. This is yes. the new, like, he set the tone right there. Yeah. Like, this isn't just one and done. We're happy to be, have this one. It's like, no, he wants to have a dynasty.
4: Yeah. And I agree with that. And I don't think that anybody that cheers for this team is going to sit back and be like, you know what? <laughs> we won the Super Bowl. Ah, if they struggle this year, I'm good with it. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I think that anybody that, you know, anybody that bleeds green like all of us do, you're going to be like, all right, guys, you know what? That was good last year. Let's go do it again, and yep. we're going to be out there behind you, and we're going to let you know, too, if you start to slack. You <laughs> well, know, because That's I mean, always going to be there. No, yeah, yeah. That's, that's here. You know, if you, if you come here and you play here under this city, man, you have to have thick skin, and you cannot – There, there are no – especially after you've shown – and you've gone out and you've won with the next man up and guys taking all the hits. If you don't come out there next year with a healthy team and, and give us that same type of, of energy and, 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 and production, man, you know, you're going to hear it. Oh, yeah. You're no, going to hear it. I just But that's what I can't figure
0: out is, yes, you are always going to hear that, but the Super Bowl has been won already. We have never experienced this before as a fan base. of like, oh, man. Are you How upset are you going to be if they don't quite get back there next year?
4: Pissed. They've already done it. <laughs> Everybody's. You're going to get calls. Oh, oh, we got to get rid of such and such. Yeah. Get cut such and such. We should have never let such and such go or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, you're going to get.
0: My, you, they should have never let go of Patrick Robinson or yeah. whatever it's going to be. Uh, Troy, because you're no longer top ten. Everybody's, you know, <laughs> oh, you're bottom of the bucket, guys. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It's <laughs> going It's Colleen in West Denver. Hi, Colleen. Well, somebody's in a chipper mood.
11: Well, that's just because I'm talking to you, John. <laughs> Hi, Trey. Hey. Hi, everybody else that's there. Wow, Brandon. Brandon, hey, hey, man. Oh, man. Hey, Brandon, sorry. I didn't it's
3: all right, Colleen. It. Hey, just sorry everybody else. That, you Brandon. Know. I, you it's know, okay. I love you. I got much love for you. I appreciate it. Thank you.
11: Okay, here's my – I have three points I want to make. Number one. Number one. Can't all these armchair quarterbacks just let it go with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, Just, the deal's done, at least for another year. Just shut up for a little while. Let's talk about something important, like Trey Thomas is back here in town, <laughs> and he was an offensive assistant coordinator. Why can't we get Trey Thomas back in the offensive coaching system? Well, he
0: was on the defensive side when Yeah, he was I,
4: I did offensive line my first year. Then my second year, I worked with the outside linebackers focusing on pass rush.
11: Yeah, and then why did you leave?
4: Oh, he, he wasn't. Uh, it wasn't by choice. Let's it wasn't it by it that choice. Yeah. Did it yeah.
11: have anything to do with Chip Kelly? Of course it,
4: it did. You know and he's oh, going to play, well, then, and, and she, it still hurts to this day. She, and I really and I'll don't I'll want to talk
11: about it. will your new agent, and I'll make sure <laughs> that
0: you get back in there. Colleen, I, I will let you know because uh, Trey is is very nice about it. But you know, Chip Kelly was an a hole, and he kicked him to the curb. <laughs> we all oh, know
11: that. Yeah, so it hurts so bad. Yeah, uh. I know, but I got much love for you, Trey. Appreciate and, it. Listen. The third point is, yeah. John. Do you remember that um, Patriots guy that two. put on Twitter about how we put blue lights on our house and such? And
0: oh yeah, somebody uh, yeah, remember some, that Twitter yeah, yeah. Somebody tried somebody to didn't. yeah, it was I really sent
11: weird. You the picture of yeah. the guy jumping in the swimming pool. Yes, yes. Well, that offer is still open for all my guys at WIP. I want to have a swimming party once the weather turns. And we'll do the BGN radio show live
0: from Man, the poolside. Uh, I tell you what, I mean, like I said, it's going to be about 71 degrees on Tuesday. So Pool party? Colleen, if you want to pool party Man, I early. Mean, uh, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Some uh, jack o was hole uh, was trying to say that it's uh, trashy to have uh, an above-ground pool and, like, all of the Philadelphia people that he knows have uh, stuffed uh, tiggers and, in their kitchen. And I don't know. It was really weird stereotypes that I didn't understand. Because, first of all... We uh, do pool parties in dumpsters, and the city (laughs) shut that down. (laughs) So uh, get your stereotypes right if you're going to make fun of us. Uh, And so long there. I yeah I don't know what the oh the second point was to to make you back uh back on the team what oh do you that's think? what it was, that okay, was number yeah. two do you want to take uh the OC position if they offer <laughs> it to you no I don't
4: want that pressure <laughs> 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 you know no nah, I, I, if I were to go back into coaching I would much rather be on the defensive side of the ball yeah you know just because I like you know looking at an offensive lineman picking them apart and developing rushes it I, makes I really a ton of enjoy sense. It. yeah. That that year when I was working with the outside linebackers and teaching pass rush, just because it was it was a lot of fun, man. And you know, and what I like about being on the defensive side of the ball is you can get a little bit more creative when you're working with offensive line. Offensive line is just making sure that you get what you do down. You don't change much as offensive line. But I like on the defensive side of it, man. You always have a different guy that you're going up the next week and designing stuff to kind of counteract what that offensive lineman does. And I just kind of like it like
0: that. Well, it's let's, fun. let's chat about yeah. that for a moment, because yeah. there, there is a there's a glaring hole now that Reich isn't there, and there certainly uh, isn't Filippo and I think that was two of my biggest worries. It went from like, oh, cool, everybody's going to be back to like, actually no one. the Colts came back, <laughs> and now this is happening, and uh, Jim Schwartz is still here, and uh, that's, that's pretty much, uh, it doesn't help the offensive side of the ball that much when you're talking about that. I'm confused as to why Deuce Daly he is interviewed as a head coach position when Doug mm. Peterson was here uh, and has stayed through three positional coaches now and was blocked interviewing with the New York Giants to become possibly their offensive coordinator. Well, was he blocked? Uh, uh, reportedly, wasn't it? No, is that what, that. It, what yeah. it happened? Yeah. Okay, I don't yeah, think I, so. Maybe it actually wasn't. Regardless, yeah. this to me seems like an easy thing to go, Deuce, your hard work has finally paid off. We're going to teach you how to game plan. We're going to have some support behind you with, you know, uh, with grow and with all these other guys here, but it, it certainly doesn't seem this way to the fact of uh, Dick Peterson even saying that there's a possibility he might not have an offensive coordinator, which I, I get in some parts, but how they got here and how they were successful was part of Reich and Filippo and listening to a bunch of ideas from Stoutland, from Deuce, from the entire staff. I feel like that goes against... That kind of philosophy there, BLG. How do you think this OC job kind of shakes out here?
3: I think part of why they don't want to just be like, okay, Deuce, here you go, is because they like Mike Groh a lot. And I think you saw that piece in and the MMQB, King. King. Yeah. like Mike Groh, Frank Reich, Doug Peterson, you know? Those three guys were in that piece, and you saw the involvement that Mike Groh had. And when you look at where Mike Groh was with the Rams back in 2016, before the Eagles hired him away from that staff, I mean, he was wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator at that mm. time. Like he had that extra title. And I think that's something Mike grow aspires to be. So I think they have both of these guys who they, I think they would like to promote to offensive coordinator, but there's only one position. So I think they're, that's what they're trying to do. They're going to try to try to split it up here somehow. Maybe have like a run game coordinator and a passing game coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think we can't rule out entirely that, you know, Doug Peterson might try to bring in some kind of veteran voice. I don't know if it's that, offensive coordinator title, maybe it's like assistant to head coach or mm-hmm. some you know, some kind of a made up title there. Cause you have a guy like Daryl Bevel who was coaching in Green Bay when Doug Peterson was actually a player and has an experience in the league. And he wouldn't be coming in to call the plays, but he could be coming in to have that Frank Reich role where you kind of hit on it and we kind of learned from the Peter King piece is like Frank Reich wasn't calling the plays, but he was helping set the game plan. And he was taking the information that he got from those positional coaches who have like uh, a certain situational roles, either like goal line or, or third down or, or, you know, those bunch sets in motion yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know, so those different things. And he would take Frank Reich would take that information and filter it and then bring it to Doug Peterson. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. And if you have these guys, I think this is the danger of success. I guess you could say is that you have your guys and you like those guys, but you wonder, you know, are you valuing them too much because you had this process and it worked. And you take some of the pieces away, and you still have the guys. And maybe you can promote them, and maybe they can fill in. But maybe there is that outside voice outside of the organization that could help as well. So that's kind of I'm interested to see how they do fill it.
0: Yeah. If, if they don't fill a trade, do you think that's that's fine? Uh, like they'll still be successful? And is there a lot of yeah? You know, I, I don't There's know how, how much importance is there when it when it a, a guy that helps you game plan for the last two years is suddenly not there now.
4: Well, everybody's helping game plan anyway. Yeah. You know, so um, when you're sitting in an offensive staff meeting room, everybody is in there together. You know, you're putting together what runs you want to run against this defense, what um, passes you want to throw at it. And, you know, and we all kind of put our bits and pieces of the puzzle together, um, even when it comes to breaking down the film. You know – you know, they give you X amount of clips that you want to watch of the nickel and goal line and all that stuff, and then you start game planning from there. So I could see this being a uh, offensive pass play guy and a run play guy. Yeah. You know, one of those that type of situation Definitely. where you know, because I I get where you you, you 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 Deuce would be the easy the fan favorite just because yeah. he's been here so long but i see what you're saying with grow as well yeah. you know with his background and and with this being such a pass oriented game i can see where it would the needle would lean towards his direction a little bit more but um you know you just can't discount what deuce has brought to this organization through his years and just his loyalty as well you yeah. know that's just something that you can't buy yeah, and
0: I I I wouldn't have a problem if it's Mike Groh because I think he's a fantastic coach and mm-hmm. uh, I think we learned that in the first two weeks of training camp. And they're like, oh wow, they actually have a a coach at wide receiver now. This is this is really good. Plus, like the fact that they go to him uh, and do uh, for the most part too, which was kind of explained in that article and be like, I have a hundred or one hundred and fifteen plays, one hundred and fifty plays for. Sunday go find me 25 that are better than what I have on my call sheet and I'll replace them like I think that's a fantastic philosophy uh, that to kind of have it is that that's not outside of the norm though right
4: no nah, I mean I think that you know because I mean a whole lot has to go into one play you're gonna have to talk to the offensive line coach yeah how do you want to block this and everybody has to be on the same page that's what makes it work we can't Go out there with one offensive line blocking scheme and the running back's not tied into what we're doing. <laughs> right. A lot of it's times. All one you, yeah, yeah, everybody that's has word, to be on the same page.
3: The word coordinator comes in, right?
4: Coordinate yeah. it, you know. Yeah. But hey guys, Doug wants us
0: to run the ball out. Uh, let's go find some place. Yeah. Know? Like yeah, <laughs> yeah they're all it. putting yeah. it
4: together, you know, and it's <laughs> that's that's the thing, you know, and, and I think that he has a tight enough group with these guys that, you know, If you don't have to give the title, don't give the title because at the end of the day, he's the one calling the plays anyway. That's right. So it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's just going to be a title position, you know. And, uh, of course, you want to have that title behind you on your resume. But at the end of the day, Doug is the one that's going to call the play. And we're just going to go from there.
0: 888-729-9494. Let's go to Bob in Wilmington. What's up, Bob?
12: Hey, guys, uh, Trey, I wanted to give you a shout-out. A lot of Seminoles playing a big role on that championship. I
4: know. Yeah. I know. I love that. <laughs> yes.
12: Bradham and Darby and Jernigan, man, the Seminoles were well-represented. Uh, yes. It was good to see. Hey, listen, I got a real different take and you guys. are will probably tell me I'm nuts, but that you won't be the first. <laughs>
0: uh, That's all right. We're nuts, too, so it's okay, Bob.
12: L- listen, I think they need to trade foals, and I'll tell you why. I don't think Carson- you're
0: nuts. <laughs> so go ahead. Uh,
12: let's say Carson's not ready the beginning of the season. I happen to think he will be, but that that's not here or there. Let's say Nick starts five and zero. Oh. Um, I don't want anybody compromising my my franchise quarterback. I mean, Carson was a good soldier. He rooted for him, and I know he was genuine in his feelings for Nick. But this is his football team, and I don't want any hint of a quarterback controversy. I don't want, you know, guys in a locker room saying, hey, we're 5-0, and and now they're going to bring in Carson. Do you understand what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, honestly, I, I, Bob, I think that would come more from the fan base, us behind the microphone. Maybe there would be some articles about it. You know, can you really make the switch back to it? If If that were a scenario that were to play out, I think both of those guys know their roles pretty well. The locker room knows their roles pretty well. Um, I don't think there would be a controversy in the Mm -hmm. locker room. We might come up with one.
4: Not not at all. But I I don't think so. I I don't think there's anyone in that locker room that would speak out like that if it were to go that way. Not one player in that locker room would do something like that.
12: Well, Trey, you, you would certainly know know better, having haven't been in there. It's just that things could change fast. Yeah. You know what I mean?
10: Mm-hmm.
12: Uh, you know, one day, you know, everything's great now, and we know we're all in love. We won the Super Bowl. Everything's great, but next year is another year, and it, I, I'm just like, I, all I want, I want Carson to be well, and I want him to be our quarterback. Oh yeah, and Bob, day. that's a, I don't
0: I don't think that's changed at all. I do agree that, and we appreciate the phone call. I agree if the right opportunity comes along. You don't you don't have to give away or keep fools no. if, if if something comes and and it's going to help your football team for the future because they will need to restock at some point. As much as I do love Malcolm Jenkins, he's starting to get you know into the the past prime years, and you're going to need somebody to replace him. Maybe that's, there's somebody that's already on the team, but uh, it, the ability to go get UDFA's and using your draft picks right now are so much more richer than than you know being able to sign free agents because this core is pretty much uh, locked up until 2020 here. So. Um, and if honestly, if Nick Foles this year and he goes five and zero, and Carson wins, takes it along, great, yeah, awesome, spectacular. Now Carson's going
4: to take over and do his thing. And I'm not everybody worried about will be it. happy because I think that this team. When you look at everything that went down with all the injuries, everything that that fell off, these guys continued to rally around each other and covered each other and went out there and gave maximum effort every game. I don't think that, disorgani- that anybody in that locker room would try to branch out not and do all. anything no. to start no. a ripple anywhere in that no. in that locker room.
0: Especially Nick Foles, too. Yeah. Like he wouldn't, no. he wouldn't be like, oh, I should be the starter. He's no. not that type of guy <laughs> no. at all.
6: Uh, let's go to Wade and Chester real quick. What's up, Wade? How y'all feeling, man? Doing good, man. Hey, listen. One thing that no one has talked about yet and Carson, his stubbornness of saying that he's not going to change the way his play, he plays. And I just think I see another Andrew Luck, and I'm telling you, he's on a. he's His his new contract is after next year, correct? That no, he, gotta, he, that can he can be, be eligible
3: to be extended as soon as yeah, like after next season. going to
6: become a free agent, so basically it's next year. Okay. So, not really. They're
3: not going to let him they There's not... a first round pick, so they have a fifth year option on him. Yeah, yeah. 2020 okay. is when they got to pay.
6: You know what I'm saying? Let's say he gets hurt this year, right? Now, you have one year of him healthy, two years of him being hurt. How much do you sign him to?
3: I don't know. Two years of being hurt is like a really, like, way to shade it, though. I mean, he how many games has he missed? He's missed three starts.
6: Right, but what what I'm trying to say is this here is availability, bro. Yeah, and he's missed three
3: starts. Yeah, but the
6: three starts that he missed, could have derailed the Eagles uh, from even going to the playoffs.
3: But that doesn't I mean, mean he's this like this well, no, injury-prone player. Wait, wait like that would it, it's, it's not right, definitive evidence of that.
6: I understand what I'm saying to you, bro. The man was an injury-prone player in college, and he's injury-prone here.
3: He, how many games he has he missed out of he the, possible, the games games possible games he could have played? How many games has he missed out of the possible games he could have played?
6: He missed the three games, and he missed all the playoff games, and he missed So he missed six games total
3: out of – what?
6: Out of whatever. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> only been in the league two years, man. Exactly. Well, I know. That's
3: what I'm saying.
0: Wait,
4: like, I don't so know. So we're why... definitively <laughs>
3: injury-prone now?
4: Yeah. I
0: don't. I, I, I don't see, that. that's what I mean. Uh, here's the thing. In the NFL, everyone's injury-prone. Oh, yeah. End of story. Every, it's not if you're going to get hurt, Is when you're going to get hurt. Yeah. I mean, it, in, in short, ACL and, and LCLs and MCLs are also all different injuries. Achilles are different injuries. Broken arms. All of that. We should have learned by now that, one, you can come back from those, especially mm-hmm. if your Carson Wentz's agent helps. We literally just saw that with Sidney Jones this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, he didn't play any games, but he's back to, like, you know, he's a freak athlete, just like <laughs> Carson is. Uh, and on top of that, um, I don't think you should change your style at all, and I'm going to tell you why after the break. And we have story time with Trey Thomas. Coming up at 2.30. It's all right here on BGN Radio.
2: This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. All
0: right, I'm going to go ahead and say I think it's pretty ridiculous if you want Carson Wentz to change how he plays the QB position. <laughs> like, that's one of the things that is driving me nuts. I, you can have your different opinions on Foles or whatever. I, I'm i probably not going to sway your mind. I will not get off the hill of, like, you got to be kidding me yeah. If you didn't want Carson Wentz running that in for a possible touchdown and yes. you want him to pull up, is, is that the stay in the pocket at all times? Like it's, it all goes right back to that dumb narrative. Like, well, <clears throat> you know, uh, pocket passers are actually the ones that uh, are still prominent in this league and nobody else is like, is Aaron Rodgers a, a pocket
3: passer? Yeah, but he only has one Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. I, and and <laughs> would you call him injury prone? Like, sure. I mean, like there's uh yeah. there, he gets hurt a lot. L- listen, you're going to get hurt in
3: football. Yeah. Uh, You got hurt in the pocket. Well, outside of it's great. I
0: I don't know what to call him, but I certainly wouldn't call him a a pocket passer. Russell Wilson. The list goes on and on and on and on. You're going to get hurt at some point. Tom Brady got hurt in the pocket. It's just football. You do not change the style of play that got you to the NFL and that has won you a ton of football games during the regular season. And had you had Uh, you as
3: the MVP before you got hurt? Yes, it's it's ridiculous,
4: Trey. And I think he did change his game a little bit. You know, especially when you look back from his rookie year to the second year, you know, he started getting out of bounds instead of trying to drop the shoulder and run oh, over yeah. somebody, you know. Uh, no more Carson Lynch. Yeah, as, as you're you going know, a, yeah. a couple of times he holds on to the ball a little too long and gets hit. But, I mean, that's what, that's what happens when you have a scrambler, somebody that can escape because they always feel like, you know what, if I just hold on a little bit, I can make something happen. But I think that he's definitely – he's going to go back and look at the film and study, and, and Doug and we are going to get in there with him and like, look, man, just don't take these hits. But when you're laying it on the line to try to score, I mean, you know, that's – I mean, yeah, if you're reckless. going to go out, it's not reckless. that's it's how just, I want to go out. Yeah, exactly. You know, I want to go out doing everything that I can to help my team win. You know, I'm not just taking a stupid hit.
0: Right, you know? exactly. And I think there there's uh there's plenty of that evidence just like you're saying there that he's he's learned from uh, from a lot of that football standpoint when to do it and when not to do it. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's that's one thing I want to come to. 888 729 ninety four. Uh it is 2:30, which means uh for, I I believe we we did this uh last week when I wasn't here, but we're going to make it an official. It's it's story time with uh with Trey Thomas. So, Trey, uh what do you what do you have for us
4: uh, today? What was one of your favorite football stories? To tell? Oh, you know, I I always get on the air and talk about a fight that happened at the NoviCare Complex during the locker room. So <laughs> picture it, two thousand one, a special teams meeting, something is going down. I'm not I'm not going to name the names. It's fair, you oh. know, just so I, you know, because I don't know what they're All doing right, in life right now. Yeah, so yeah. you know, I'm just going to say you had a young pup and a slightly older pup. So you had this slightly older young pup. I guess he was a little mouthy where he came from, whatever school he came from. And he was in this meeting, you know, voicing off to the older, slightly older pup. The slightly older pup turned to the young pup and said, listen, young pup, stop. Leave it alone. Just leave me alone. You know, just stop. (laughs) Young pup just keeps barking, keeps barking. So then slightly older pup stands up out of his seat, walks over to the young pup. Head butts the young pup. Oh my God. <laughs> then grabs the head young pup by the back of the head and violently brings the young pup's head to his knee. Oh, my Bam! God. Like MMA style? M- M- MMA style. Ooh. Just walk straight up head, butt, grab him by the back of the head. Bam. Knee him in the face. Blood is everywhere. Oh, my God. This we have to in the rush the guy room? to the to – the, no, it was in the special teams meeting. So <laughs> now we, we had to rush the guy to the hospital. So then now we have an emergency meeting with big red and big red says hey guys what do you guys want to do with him i say, well listen he gave him fair warning and told him don't, <laughs> to leave him alone the young pup kept barking and so there you go
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so when I, this is just like uh how many times was uh the young pup going after him like a bunch, I guess and a bunch he of them kept going and, his and,
4: and, and slightly older pup told him listen man Leave it alone. Let me, leave me alone. Leave me alone. And the guy just kept, all right, all right. And he's jumped I'm up. i
0: in this right now. Yeah. And Whop.
4: it was over with, very quick. I uh, think it may have been like one of the quickest knockouts I've ever seen. You <laughs> know? Wait, was that when Harbaugh was around? With yeah, yeah, Harbaugh was there, you know, yeah, 2001. Uh, what was his
0: reaction? To, like, everyone was just like, oh, my God.
4: I mean, what can you do? You're like, oh, no, you know, we need somebody to call a doctor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we gotta get him get out of here. We'll He's deal done. with that. We'll deal with that yeah, later. Yeah, yeah.
0: My God. Yeah. How About that MMA fights going up. Well, yeah. a one-sided MMA fight going up, and no, the no. fact that the the older pub didn't didn't even bother with the fist. Just went no, right. Just from went straight to the head. Right just
4: yeah yeah just yeah. Let me go just, just take this out real quick. And, you know, and I guess he looked at him and thought like, oh, you know what? I like my chances against this guy. <laughs> And he just did not, he judged the book the wrong way. You can never judge a book by its cover. Yes, welcome to the NFL, young pup. Yeah, there you go, young pup. (laughs) (laughs) You left with a nice memory. That's right. That's a sustaining one for sure. Uh,
0: Let's go to Ben in Norristown. What's up, Ben? Hey, what's up, y'all? All All right. Hey, I I love the fact we won the Super Bowl. I I love Philly sports, you know.
7: I've been in Air Force for a few years, and I come, and I heard sports talk every place, but something special about Philly and the fact we won the Super Bowl. And, like, I look at it this way. Carson came in to be the dude that's going to take us there. So as far as Carson, he might win two in a row or whatever. But they're always going to have Nick up there. They're going to put a statue there. And Carson ain't never going to top it. And they're just going to have this special affinity because that's how Philly does it. Yeah.
4: But I think if Carson goes and wins this thing, he's going to get that love, man. Oh, my God. He's yeah. going to get the love. Because people already love him, man. I mean. hey, no doubt. But Nick first got the first one.
7: You know, there's grandparents, great parents, you know, little kids. So you heard the stories when, when Nick was on TV the other night. I'll give you a few. Jimmy Kimmel. He said people come up to him and they
0: cry when they <laughs> in the it, Oh, you know you what? Know? You know what, Ben? I think hey, we. Nick
7: is special. I,
0: yeah. yeah I, I think we have that cut somewhere. It was. It was. It uh, was pretty interesting uh, we'll we'll get back to that in a second but that was uh that's a weird moment for has anybody come up to you and been like man I love you so much <laughs> like you don't how nah, to handle I, it in public
4: or no nah, I don't think I've had anybody cry on me yet man yeah. you know we got to change dang. that somebody crying for thomas you I to do some more stuff man I got
0: you know yeah here is I, here I, would, I, I, here is Nick Foles' response on what happened
9: everywhere we've been there's been a ton of Philly fans which is awesome and uh, what do they do when they see you most of the time it's cry <laughs> uh, and uh, it's, it's very it starts off as a normal conversation then it turns into tears it's like the and modern day Beatles all, and, and everyone asks, me well what do you do yeah and what do you do I I'll I simply just say I, I understand I get it <laughs> Philly. I get it I get
0: I understand. I know yes. what you're going to Let's just I, hug it out. I probably would have done that in the moment, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, a week later uh, that's uh, justifiable. But, you know, people hey. do what they want to do. Let it let's out. Fi- let it all out. Why man, not? That's Everybody's right. top ten. You can cry, baby. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Let's go it's okay. To, let's go to Pete in North Philly. What's up, Pete?
13: Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Um, I was just thinking about this, um, like different scenarios and what the Eagles would do um if they did trade falls for a first or second rounder let's say yeah okay um now that person coming in um is that person going to actually really start or are you going to have said Phil start and those two guys really haven't been practicing with the first string uh offense just like you know when falls first came in this first game wasn't really that well because he wasn't really practicing with the first-string uh, offense, and he didn't he didn't have that communication. But as as he went along, he did have that communication. And then the other thing I'm thinking of is if Wentz isn't 100 or 110 percent ready to come back, let's say, and then Foles is playing like your first or fir- first five or six games, and let's say let's say he goes six and zero. Do you keep him in there for the rest of the season, knowing that in his career he hasn't completed a full season at all? Or do you, do you say, hey, Falls, Wentz is our uh, franchise quarterback. He's starting. He's ready.
4: Well, yeah. yeah, I think right out the gate, you already know when Wentz is healthy, he's stepping he's back guy. underneath that yeah. center. Yeah, 100%. You know, he is the starter. It doesn't matter. It's his team. Yeah, it's his team. It doesn't matter what the record is. When Wentz comes back healthy, he's the guy.
13: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm thinking, too, and I'm really hoping for that. You know, I just hope there isn't, you know, like a some controversy. And I would feel this bad for the fans, especially because, you know, they're the ones that are putting out their hard-earned money. You know, just, oh yeah, and Pete,
0: I don't I don't I don't just like we were talking about earlier, I, I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. What the one funny thing that Pete did say, which uh to our previous caller before the break, when mentioning, you know, Wentz is injury prone, now, he's injury prone now. Well if you can make the same argument for Nick Foles just like Pete said, he's never finished a full 16 games, whether it's by play or by injury.
3: Yeah, he was dealing with the elbow issue. All he missed pretty much almost all of training camp, and then didn't play it in preseason at all. And that kind of left you feeling like, okay, is he going to be even ready for the regular season? Like, what's the deal here? And part of that was that like it flamed back up too. Like he they were, he returned to practice, and like all right, it's fine now. And then he missed like the whole preseason because yeah. it, it it like came up again as an issue. So that's something that we've seen back when the Eagles traded him. Uh, The first time, he had been hurt. He had been knocked out. Sanchez took over for the rest of the season. Uh, That's Sanchez. Thank you very much. (laughs) Sanchez took over for the rest of the season because he had that shoulder that got hurt. Yep. and. I don't, I don't think this was, you know, I'm I'm giving you some information here that that was kind of a bum shoulder at that point too. Like that was not just like all right, six weeks he's fine. Like no, that was like a longer term concern with that shoulder. So that's, that's absolutely been a thing with him too. It didn't even get a little banged up when he was a rookie or I'm a he he. I don't think so, but like, but uh, in 2013, he did though, even though the getting a concussion and, concussion then, he, and then also just not starting not, a full season well, the point, anyway. the point being that, you know, he's not the most like, Oh, he's never been hurt. You know, you can count on him all 16 games. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's, it's kind of
0: that, that point in there too. Yeah. So, uh, let's go to, uh, Andrew and Vineland real quick. What's up, Andrew?
6: Hey, how you doing guys? Just want to say, Trey, it's awesome to hear you on the air too. It's uh, really been a pleasure listening to you the last couple weeks since you came on board. Thank you. Um, I said- I just have two things for you guys. One, um, I just want to get your thoughts on the draft. I've been thinking about it. And um, this team is set up for success over, I would say, the next five years, all the young guys we have. And last year I thought that it was probably one of the best drafts the Eagles have ever had. And this year I know we have a few holes. But it's almost like we get the draft for, for even more depth than we already have. And that, in turn, is setting us up for success over the next five, six, seven years. Be able to develop these guys because we have such a strong starting uh lineup now so i just wanted to get your thoughts on that and number two i'm a manager over here at budicon right around the corner from you guys it, it'd be awesome to have you in one day Take real good care of you. Well, say when.
4: Yeah, you say when will be there. That's
6: my favorite restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, come on by. Give us a call. Ask for Andrew. I'll be in there. I'll take good care of you guys. It'll be nice to meet you, too. Awesome, yeah.
0: man. We appreciate the call, Eat Andrew. We'll get fried Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, we'll answer that in, as we come back to the break, because I agree. I think they can go in a lot of different ways and not feel so needy about uh, what they are selecting in this year's draft. It's BGN Radio, Trey Thomas, Brandon Legout, John Barchard, all right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Final 10 minutes of BGN Radio, right up until 3 o'clock. John Barchard here with you, Trey Thomas, Brandon Legout, and Editor-in-Chief of dot com. We appreciate everybody chiming in today, 888 729 And to answer Andrew's question, first of all, I uh, hope you're ready for three big eaters to come by. Uh, Budokan in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then secondly, you can go in a lot of different places, uh, in the draft here. And I'll, I'm curious to what Howie Roseman likes to do. I know that a lot of people have talked about, you know, if he goes back and trades back into the second round, which I was never a big fan of, uh, uh in their uh, previous position before. But if you're at 32, uh, go, go get some extra picks. I think that would be a very smart move this year. And, uh, this is a time where I look and go, I, I think we've already said linebackers definitely need. There's guys like Orlando Brown from Oklahoma, who I'm a big fan of, that I think will be around. I know Mike is kind of a hot name from Notre Dame. Uh, I don't think he'll be there. Um, I, I I do think tackle is going to probably be still the biggest the biggest need moving forward. Uh, as I, I know, people on the surface, just as we were saying, like well, you have Jason Peters, you have Big V, yeah. but behind that depth there. Yeah, there's uh, just, no death. At there, yeah, you need yeah. you need somebody to be ready and, and step up and take that place. Maybe not this year, but next year. Mm. And trying to groom the next guy that's going in has been a couple of conversations. And uh, BLG, I'll start with you. Do you think it's it would be okay to draft a running back that high, second round? If it is like a, a, the Jones kid from USC or whatever, or is that a luxury at this point? You've got enough horses here. Depending on what happens with the Garrett Blunt, it's been really successful. Uh, as a as a by committee thing here, which I never thought could exist in the NFL, but Doug Peterson's proved me wrong. What would you do yeah. right now?
3: So there's a lot of different like moving pieces there, right? Because you have Darren Sproles; he's going to be a free agent. We don't know if they're going to re-sign him. like Garrett Blunt, I would imagine they're not going to rush to re-sign him. He's going to be 32. You know, uh, I don't think you know you know they they brought him in late last year. Like they like Garrett a lot. Obviously, he's a good guy in the locker room. But I don't think they're counting on him. As a, a future piece for sure. So really the guys you only know here for sure in, in this season will be JJ and Corey Clement, like outside of that, we don't know what's going to go on with Donnell Pumphrey or Wendell Smallwood who really fell out of favor this season or uh, what else do you have going there? So, in a way, getting that first round running back would be nice because it's like, all right, now we have this guy who can be here for the future because we don't know if Ajayi is going to get that second contract because there's concerns about his knee and we don't know if he's going to be a free agent after the 2018 season. So we we just don't know. And then Corey Clement, you know, obviously proved a lot of us wrong this year. Had a great year, but I don't think you're just handing it over to him as the only running back that you have or your your main guy with a. For a Sure thing so you get that first Round pick that would be nice the thing Though is you just said it, John you have That rotation and we've seen it we mm-hmm. we All thought you know JJ was gonna be The guy in the playoffs and he had a Good postseason but he wasn't they Didn't just like all right here you go George now yeah. 20 carries a game they never Did that and I don't think we're ever Really going to see that at least for it more often than not, we've seen this rotation. So can you really like justify spending that first-round pick on a running back if he's only going to play 30% of the snaps or something? Like, it just doesn't seem to add up from that perspective. But the thing is, this team has so much talent, and they're in a unique position where if that guy is making such a high impact in those limited carries, then that's where you have to decide if it's worth it.
4: Yeah, I think if it, it depends on what type of back that's coming in. Now, Blunt, his postseason was absolutely ridiculous. He yeah, came phenomenal. in. I mean, he just really turned it on. I mean, that was, when I did this postseason, I was like, now that's the blunt I've been waiting for. <laughs> Trucking Sunday. Oh, I'm like, yes! Yeah. Yes! But then now, you know, it depends on what style this running back has because, you know, you can't have four Clements. You know, yeah, or, right. you know you're going to need someone that can drop that shoulder and get some of those hard yards. And not saying that Clement Kent, you know, and J.H.I., you know, I think that if 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 you have, I hate to even say it, it's going to taste like lemons coming out of Uh-oh. my mouth, you know, but Ezekiel Elliott style uh, sure. running yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, but I mean, but his style caliber of a running back, you got to yeah. go get him.
0: Oh, yes. But, yeah. you know,
4: yeah. anybody else, is kind of, you know, it depends, you know, just, I don't know.
0: Which I don't think this class has, but, and and there's a, we, we still don't know what Donnell Pumphrey is going to provide for this team. And I think that that's kind of like an on notice type of training camp for him. I mean, he has to come with it and yeah. be there. But I don't mind, especially if they trade back. I don't mind using one of those picks on on Ronald Jones because to me, he's the other piece that would be nice if Legarrette Blount doesn't come back. It's a, it, he's a home run hitter. He's a guy that can go you know catch passes out of the backfield. He's something that I think that is is slightly missing. Although I think Corey Clement has done a phenomenal job doing that, being a third down running back and. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, Jesus, he changed everybody's mind. So yeah. I I don't think I, I, the, the great thing is they can pretty much do anything they want. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's and a that's, great that's, position that's, that's to be in.
0: So much fun as it comes out of my mouth. It doesn't taste like lemons. It tastes like <laughs> pumpkin pie. I don't know. What, whatever its eight eight seven let Let's go to Mike in Lansdale. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good. Good. I'm
6: going to end the show on this note. You say that. Foles may not be in the top 10, John.
0: Well, he, and <laughs> not A, a top 10 quarterback? I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback. No. is, he, is he, Oh, my he goodness. If he's in the 15 to 20s, uh, sure. Okay, so the fact that he dismantled
6: the greatest oh. football legacy. It's not Highlander. It's not Highlander. I love
4: it. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> is top he dismantled- 10. <laughs> Everybody.
6: He dismantled. Yes. Quote, unquote, the best defense in the NFL. He yes! Them. That's right, okay. everybody. He did. How about the fact that he did not win the Super Bowl like a Trent Dilford type win? He no, of course not. This of course he not. went
4: out and dismantled exactly. I'm not sure.
6: Mike, Mike,
0: that is not the point. It, uh, he right. definitely did
4: What's that. the point? The point but, is over this logic, two he's and the and best half,
3: quarterback ever.
0: Two and
4: All and and the cooks over at Nova <laughs> care. you're top 10, baby!
0: <laughs> Everybody, Mike, it's two and a half excellent football games versus like you stretch that out into 16. I'm not, I don't know if we can do that for 16 games. He hasn't proven that in his career yet. Yes.
6: Wait a minute. 2013, 2013. He lit it up. What's wrong? with well, That's a track record. No,
3: it is not.
6: <laughs> it's one year and it wasn't a full 16 games. Oh, boy, I don't know, man. I think that's a little disrespectful, man. I can't, it's not at I can't, all. That's the. That's the agree.
0: Mike. That's the problem with this <laughs> conversation. Is if I don't say Nick Foles isn't a top ten quarterback, it's looked as disrespect. It's not disrespect. Nick Foles did a, a, an amazing job stepping in for Carson Wentz and going to win oh. this team a Super Bowl. That is something I will never well, he, forget for the rest of my life. It does not mean that he no. is better than Dan Marino or Steve Young remember or this, is the same. Remember stuff.
6: this: the biggest, the biggest stage on the planet. And yeah. he was cool. He, he was through that ball in a dime.
12: Yeah,
0: absolutely.
6: seriously, I understand what you're
12: saying, but man, I think that erases everything else. I, yes. I just do everybody.
0: Uh, I mean, it, it, listen, Mike, if it, if it does, and there happens to be uh two top five quarterbacks on this team, what a fantastic problem to have. That's an awesome. You, you should go into the college system. You should go two QBs at all points in time, and you should run triple option with Carson wins. And then. Bring in Nick Foles when you need to throw one deep or whatever it is. Uh, you know that would be a, a, a win, an anomaly. They could throw an option to each other. They could win yeah. an option and yeah.
4: just bomb it Two, downfield. Yeah,
0: yeah. For, Forget the third yeah. down running back. Just throw in both both quarterbacks yeah. at that point. Yeah, that's I don't know. It. Listen, I I totally get it. Um, and you should feel that way. We yes. haven't been separated from the Super Bowl yet. And and if you think Nick Foles is a top ten quarterback, go for it, man. This is what a, winning a but Super Bowl
4: does, baby. <laughs> yes. This is what it does. Keep man, po- we should have won one, man. <laughs> You
9: know, I, right?
4: I would have been top 10, <laughs> top 10, top 10 of
0: all time, not of just, all time. not just, not just yes. in the NFL when you were around there. So <sighs> there you go. That's awesome. Uh, we have enjoyed the time uh, with you guys. And uh, we certainly hope you enjoyed the time with us. Uh, Trey Thomas in with us. Brandon Lee Goutheim, am John Barchard. Thanks to uh, Moshe and Kev for producing this fine program. Of course, for Sue Schilling on the updates. This has been BGN radio, sports radio, 94 WIP.